Welcome to This One Thing with Carrie Kenyon Dern. One verse, one truth, one choice. Hello, and welcome to This One Thing with Carrie Kenyon Dern. I am so excited that you've joined us. Each week, we're going to be focused on one verse, from that verse, one truth, and from that truth, one choice. This week, we're focusing on Psalm 27, verse 4. And in Psalm 27, verse 4, King David is speaking. And he says, This one thing I ask of the Lord, the thing that I seek the most, is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in his temple. This verse has been on repeat in my spirit since the beginning of this year. And as we all know that the world around us is in a lot of turmoil, there's a lot of crisis. I'm seeing so much fear and anxiety, specifically in the clients that I'm working with each week. And I love that King David, a man who arguably had everything, isn't asking for more. He's not asking for more tangible worldly possession. He's not asking for more protection. He's asking God for more of himself. So today, as we unpack this verse, I've invited my dear friend, Crystal Wright, to join me. Crystal, thank you so much for being here with me. You're welcome. And I, I want you to share, if it's okay, just a, just a little bit of, of your background, share briefly with our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you've been doing for the last 15 years. Yeah, I've had the fun of mm. working with women and children for the last 15 years coming out of crisis and trauma. So God put me into this work very early on and gave me a love for it, and I still love it. I still love being a part of women's lives, but I've worked primarily in biblically-based long-term recovery programs and also working with women coming out of homelessness. So I've gotten to see the joys that come with that and also the struggles, and I can just I confirm what you're saying as far as there's been no time like this as far as people's anxiety and fear and really not knowing where to turn to. And I see that in my work as well. Absolutely. And Crystal, where are you working right now? So I'm currently working as the program director at Lodi House, which is a shelter for women and children in Lodi, California. Mm, excellent. Well, you are very much an expert in your field, and I really appreciate having your wisdom and your insight into God's Word. One of the things I appreciate about you so much is when you speak a truth, it's not coming from your super smart head. It's actually coming from your time in the Word. And I've watched over the many years, almost 20 years that I've known you, when you speak and you give advice, you give counsel, or you give wisdom, you're not relying on your years and years of experience. You're relying on the truth of God's Word. And you know how I feel about that. I love it that you attach Scripture to what you're offering, whether it's a friend or somebody that's in crisis or one of your clients at work. So it's really, really special to have you join me. So let's dive into this this verse specifically. And as you know, Crystal, like a lot of our listeners do, for me, when you're looking at a verse, you really want to consider the context of the verse. So in Psalm 27, 
David is crying out to the Lord. Now, in the Septuagint, which is the Greek version of the Hebrew Bible, the heading on this is a Psalm of David before he was anointed. So our best guess, we're not absolutely certain, but our best guess is that this Psalm was written after David was anointed by Samuel, but before he sat on the throne and was anointed as king. So it appears that this Psalm was written when David was fleeing for his life from King Saul. So David had already been anointed as a child and he had been told you are going to be the next king. And now he's ministering to King Saul who's tormented. He's playing music in the inner court. This jealousy comes against Saul and he starts making attempts on David's life. So David is in verses one through three, crying out to the Lord and saying, you know, I need you to protect me. There are enemies that want to devour me. They're seeking to attack me. They want to destroy me. There's a mighty army, he says, that's coming against me. So he sets up this verse, verse four, that we're meditating on today by helping us to understand that he is completely surrounded by a massive army, a great enemy. And isn't it interesting, Crystal? He's not asking for God to protect him. He's not asking for God to destroy his enemy. He's asking God for more of himself. Now, I I don't know about you, but I read this (laughs) and I get really convicted because I, I, like many of us in the year 2020, I was very tempted to look at the world. I was very tempted to look at the pandemic or um, how how it was just wreaking havoc on, on businesses and people's finances. And so many people that I love got very, very ill. It was so easy to look at, you know, just all of the division in our country around the election and politics. And it it was just a very, very difficult year. And I I don't think I'm the only one that had a hard time with just the chaos that we're all living in. And, And, you know, working with clients, seeing all this fear and all this anxiety that we're all collectively dealing with. And I read this psalm and I say, wow, what would happen if instead of focusing on what I perceive to be the collapse, you know, of our, <laughs> of our, of our country, instead of looking at all of the things that are falling apart, all of the things that are wrong, all of the things that I want God to change. What if instead of praying and asking him to change my circumstances, I asked him for more of him. Mm-hmm. That that's the first thing that jumps out to me as I meditate on this psalm, but specifically on this verse. So Crystal, what what jumps out to you first? Yeah, similarly, it's, I didn't look at the big context quite as much as you did of where this was in the life of David, but I looked at really the context of the whole chapter. And it's interesting because it's, um, it's almost like getting a glimpse into David's personal devotional life with the Lord because he's kind of, he's not all over the place, but he's, he's kind of going back and forth between these strong, confident declarations in the Lord to crying out to the Lord Mm. and looking at the reality of what's going on in life and, and then taking it back to the Lord. So you kind of, it's almost like getting a glimpse into his own personal process with the Lord and Verse four is definitely the anchor to this whole chapter. That's pretty clear. It just Mm -hmm. centers all of it. And what stands out to me is that had to be David's foundation for him to even 
make any of the declarations that he made in this chapter. If he was not asking for more of the Lord, you're what you're is what you are what is most real, more real than the circumstances. If he wasn't making that choice to turn his focus that way, he couldn't have said all these beautiful things that he is able to declare about the Lord. You know, he says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Why should I be afraid? Mm. Well, you, we can't do that naturally in our own flesh. Right. You know, so to me, it's just this beautiful glimpse into how David chose to put his focus and to ask for more of the Lord. And because of that, the Lord met him and gave him the answers that he needed. Absolutely. And when you just said the word focus, something popped into my mind that happened to me recently. It's kind of a picture, a tangible picture of what we're talking about today. So last month, uh, I came downstairs early one morning and I was turning lights on and I was getting ready to make my tea and I heard this really strange noise. It sounded like some like rustling in the bushes. Well, there, there are no bushes in my house. I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's like an outside noise. I'm like, what's happening? What's this noise? And I was so confused and I'm looking around the house trying to figure out what it is that I'm hearing. And then I hear this thud and I look over and in our gas fireplace, so glass front, a gas fireplace that should not have an opening to the outside, I see that there's a bird trapped in the fireplace. And I'm thinking, how did it get in there? Mm-hmm. And it's panicked, Crystal. It's absolutely panicked. And it repeatedly is banging its head against the glass trying to get out. It's fluttering, fluttering around. It's, you know, just absolutely terrified. And I don't speak bird, so I couldn't <laughs> communicate with it. And I, it literally brought tears to my eyes, not only because I felt for the creature, but also because I, I immediately in my spirit... I captured it as a picture of how often we feel that same way. I feel that same way. I I see my friends feeling that way. I, I see clients on a daily basis that are so trapped in fear and anxiety that they forget where their focus needs to be. And like I said, I don't speak bird and I knew the bird couldn't understand me, but I kept trying to communicate with it. Look up, little buddy, look up because it kept banging its head against the glass, believing that it was trapped. But if it would have looked up, it would have seen a very large hole that it came down from the sky through. And if it had looked up, it could have escaped. It could have flown back up and it could have released itself from the prison that was only in its mind. And I thought, wow, what a picture. What a picture of how we believed we're trapped in our circumstances. How we live in fear and anxiety and even terror because our focus is on the things of this world. And if we would just look up, we would realize we're not in a prison. We're not a victim of our circumstances. We have a God who is very, very real, who hears us. And he, when he's our focus, he becomes our way of escape. Now, just to finish up the story, I was able with, with the help of my husband to get the bird out much later in the day, but I wasn't able to do it by myself. So for eight hours, I'm watching this bird thrash itself against the glass. And, and, you know, my prayer is that we would look up, that we wouldn't believe that we're in the prison. And that when I'm hearing Amen. you share your thoughts on Psalm 27, 4, that's what I'm hearing you say is here is a man who's surrounded by an enemy. He had every reason to believe that he was trapped And instead, he looked up. 
So Crystal, as we're looking this week at this verse, talking about this truth, what would be the choice that you would offer for our listeners to make this week based on this verse? I think it really does come down to choosing the lens that we're going to look at life through. Hmm. We're going to interpret what's going on around us. We just are. And so we're either going to choose to say, Lord, you are more real than my circumstances, which are real, Yeah. but you are something that is bigger and more real and more true to that. And I think that's where the choice comes in. And Mm. I think that is a choice. Um, The Holy Spirit helps us in the choice. And we see that later on in verse eight, but that is a choice that we make. And that would be my encouragement to anybody that's listening is to take that moment to be quiet when life circumstances are, are kind of rolling in on you and um, really ask yourself, where are you choosing right at this moment Mm. and allow yourself to be aware that you're even making a choice of how you're interpreting your circumstances. So that would be my encouragement. Absolutely. And what I love about that word choice, it's the opposite of being a victim, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's the opposite of being that little bird that's stuck in the fireplace. We are not victims of our circumstances. And when we look up and we, like King David, say, God, I want more of you. What I want is to be in your presence. I want to be growing in intimacy with you. I want to be in your word, meditating on it and who you are. In that posture of receiving more of him, we are the opposite of victims. And we can live in joy and victory. It's all about the choice to put our eyes on him. It's all about where our focus is. And that is going to determine the course of our 2021. So along with your choice, let me add to that by saying, I would encourage you listener to choose with Crystal and I this coming week that instead of asking God to change our circumstances, instead of focusing on the very real challenges that we're faced with, needing jobs, needing income, needing physical protection because of the pandemic, very real things that we need. But before we go and we petition him for more of the things that have to do with our circumstances that we would, like King David, first and foremost say, I want to live in your house. I want to dwell in your presence. I want to delight in who you are. And I want to meditate on your word. Because I really believe that that is going to change the trajectory of our 2021. Crystal, thank you so much again for joining me today. I'd actually like for you to come back next week, if you would, because I'd like for us to meditate again in Psalm 27, but next week on verse 8. There's so much in this chapter that I think we need to unpack. So I think our one verse for next week should be Psalm 27, 8. And I'd love if you'd come back and join me again. Would that be okay? That would be that would be great. I'd love to. Fantastic. All right. Well, let me pray. And let's all together, let's focus on Psalm 27. Let's meditate on the whole chapter this week so that we're ready for Psalm 27 verse 8 next week. Father God, I thank you for this opportunity to choose you as our one thing for 2021. I pray collectively that we would, like King David, seek your face, desire to live in your temple, which is to dwell in your presence to focus on who you are, 
delighting in your, your beauty, delighting in your holiness, delighting in your sovereignty, and meditating on your precepts, on your word. I pray that more of you would be the desire of our heart, that you would be our one thing that we want, that we pursue, that we seek more than anything else as we respond to your pursuit of us. And it is in the strong and powerful name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for This One Thing with Carrie Kenyon Dern. Find all our episodes by clicking the podcast link located on our website at fetterfree.org.